the seventh book of the odysseys of homer this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by phil shemp the seventh book of the odysseys of homer translated by george chapman the argument nausicaa arrives at town and then ulysses he makes known his suit to arete who view takes of his vesture which she knew and asks him from whose hands it came he tells with all the hapless frame of his affairs in all the while since he forsook calypso's isle another argument eta the honoured minds and welcome things ulysses finds in scaria's kings thus prayed the wise and god-observing man the maid by free force of her palfreys won access to town and the renowned court reached of her father where within the port she stayed her coach and round about her came her brothers made as of immortal frame who yet disdained not for her love mean deeds but took from coach her mules brought in her weeds and she ascends her chamber where pervade a quick fire was by her old chambermaid eurymedusa the aprian born and brought by sea from apria to adorn the court of great elcinous because he gave to all the blessed phaeacians laws and like a heaven-born power in speech acquired the people's ears to one then so admired eurymedusa was esteemed no worse than worth the gift yet now grown old was nurse to ivory-armed nausicaa gave heat to all her fires and dressed her privy meat then rose ulysses and made way to town which ere he reached a mighty mist was thrown by pallas round about him in her care lest in the sway of envies popular some proud phaeacian might foul language pass jostle him up and ask him what he was entering the lovely town yet through the cloud pallas appeared and like a young wench showed bearing a pitcher stood before him so as if objected purposely to know what there he needed whom he questioned thus know you not daughter where alcinous that rules this town dwells ay a poor distressed mere stranger here no none i may request to make this court known to me she replied strange father i will see you satisfied in that request my father dwells just by the house you seek for but go silently nor ask nor speak to any other i shall be enough to show your way the men that here inhabit do not entertain with ready kindness strangers of what worth or state soever nor have taken forth lessons of civil usage or respect to men beyond them they upon their powers of swift ships building top the watery towers and job hath given them ships for sail so wrought they cut a feather and command a thought this said she ushered him and after he trod in the swift steps of the deity the free-sailed seamen could not get a sight of our ulysses yet though he forthright both by their houses and their persons passed pallas about him such a darkness cast by her divine power and her reverend care she would not give the town-born cause to stare he wondered as he passed to see the ports the shipping in them and for all resorts the goodly market-steads and isles beside for the heroes walls so large and wide rampires so high and of such strength withal it would with wonder any eye appall at last they reached the court and pallas said 
now honoured stranger i will see obeyed your will to show our ruler's house tis here where you shall find kings celebrating cheer enter amongst them nor admit a fear more bold a man is he prevails the more though man nor place lie ever saw before you first shall find the queen in court whose name is arete of parents born the same that was the king her spouse their pedigree i can report the great earth-shaker he of peribia that her sex outshone and youngest daughter was to eurymedon who of the unmeasured-minded giants swayed the imperial sceptre and the pride allayed of men so impious with cold death and died himself soon after got the magnified in mind nausithous whom the kingdom state first held in supreme rule nausithous gat rexenor and alcinous now king rexenor whose seed did no male fruit spring and whom the silver bow graced phoebus slew young in the court his shed blood did renew in only arete who now is spouse to him that rules the kingdom in this house and is her uncle king alcinous who honours her past equal she may boast more honour of him than the honoured most of any wife in earth can of her lord how many more soever realms afford that keep house under husbands yet no more her husband honours her than her blessed store of gracious children all the city cast eyes on her as a goddess and give taste of their affections to her in their prayers still as she decks the street for all affairs wrapped in contention she dissolves to men whom she affects she wants no mind to deign goodness enough if her heart stand inclined to your dispatch hope all you wish to find your friends your longing family and all that can within your most affections fall this said away the grey-eyed goddess flew along the untamed sea left the lovely hue scaria presented out flew marathon and ample streeted athens lighted on where to the house that cast so thick a shade of erechtheus she ingression made ulysses to the lofty builded court of king alcinous made bold resort yet in his heart cast many a thought before the brazen pavement of the rich court bore his entered person like heaven's two main lights the rooms illustrated both days and nights on every side stood firm a wall of brass even from the threshold to the inmost pass which bore a roof up that all sapphire was the brazen thresholds both sides did enfold silver pilasters hung with gates of gold whose portal was of silver over which a golden cornice did the front enrich on each side dogs of gold and silver framed the house's guard stood which the deity lamed with knowing inwards had inspired and made that death nor age should their estates invade along the wall stood every way a throne from the entry to the lobby every one cast over with a rich wrought cloth of state beneath which the theasian princes sate at wine and food and feasted all the year youths forged of gold at every table there stood holding flaming torches that in night gave through the house each honoured guest his light and to encounter feast with housewifery in one room fifty women did apply their several tasks some apple-coloured corn ground in fair querns and some did spindles turn some work in looms no hand least rest receives 
but all had motion apt as aspen leaves and from the weeds they wove so fast they laid and so thick thrust together thread by thread that the oil of which the wool had drunk his fill did with his moisture in light dews distill as much as the Phaeacian men excelled all other countrymen in art to build swift sailed ship so much the women there for work of webs past other women were past mean by palaces means they understood the grace of good works and had wits as good without the hall and close upon the gate a goodly orchard ground was situate of near ten acres about which was led a lofty quickset in it flourished high and broad fruit trees that pomegranates bore sweet figs pears olives and a number more most useful plants did there produce their store whose fruits the hardest winter could not kill nor hottest summer wither there was still fruit in his proper season all the year sweet zephyr breathed upon them blasts that were of varied tempers these he made to bear ripe fruits these blossoms pear grew after pear apple succeeded apple grape the grape fig after fig came time made never rape of any dainty there a sprightly vine spread here his root whose fruit a hot sunshine made ripe betimes here grew another green here some were gathering here some pressing seen a large allotted several each fruit had and all the adorned grounds their appearance made in flower and fruit at which the king did aim to the precisest order he could claim two fountains graced the garden of which one poured out a winding stream that overrun the grounds for their use chiefly the other went close by the lofty palace gate and lent the city his sweet benefit and thus the gods the court decked of alcinous patient ulysses stood a while at gaze but having all observed made instant pace into the court where all the peers he found and captains of phaeacia with cups crowned offering to sharp-eyed hermes to whom last they used to sacrifice when sleep had cast his inclination through their thoughts but these ulysses passed and forth went nor their eyes took note of him for pallas stopped the light with mists about him that unstayed he might first to alcinous and arete present his person and of both them she by pallas's counsel was to have the grace of foremost greeting therefore his embrace he cast about her knee and then off flew the heavenly air that hid him when his view with silence and with admiration struck the court quite through but thus he silence broke divine rexenor's offspring arete to thy most honoured husband and to thee a man whom many labours have distressed is come for comfort and to every guest to all whom heaven vouchsafe delightsome lives and after to your issue that survives a good resignment of the goods ye leave with all the honour that yourselves receive amongst your people only this of me is the ambition that i may but see by your vouchsafed means and betimes vouchsafed my country earth since i have long been left to labours and to heirs barred from end and far from benefit of any friend he said no more but left them dumb with that went to the hearth and in the ashes sat aside the fire at last their silence break and echinius the old hero spake a man that all phaeacians passed in years and in persuasive eloquence all the peers knew much 
and used it well and thus spake he alcinous it shews not decently nor doth your honour what you see admit that this your guest should thus abjectly sit his chair the earth the hearth his cushion ashes as if opposed for food a throne adorned with due rites stands you more in hand to see his person placed in and command that instantly your heralds fill in wine that to the god that doth enlightening shine we may do sacrifice for he is there where these his reverend suppliants appear let what you have within be brought abroad to sup the stranger all these would have showed this fit respect to him but that they stay for your precedence that should grace the way when this had added to the well-inclined and sacred order of alcinous's mind then of the great in wit the hand he seized and from the ashes his fair person raised advanced him to a well-adorned throne and from this seat raised his most loved son laodamus that next himself was set to give him place the handmaid then did get a ewer of gold with water filled which placed upon a cauldron all with silver graced she poured out on their hands and then was spread a table which the butler set with bread as others served with other food the board in all the choice the present could afford ulysses meat and wine took and then thus the king the herald called pontonus serve wine through all the house that all may pay rights to the lightener who is still in way with humble suppliants and them pursues with all benign and hospitable dues pontonus gave acts to all he willed in honey sweetness giving minds wine filled disposing it in cups for all to drink all having drunk what either's heart could think fit for due sacrifice alcinous said hear me ye dukes that the phaeacians lead and you are counsellors that i may now discharge the charge my mind suggests to you for this our guest feast past and this night sleep next morn our senate summoned we will keep justs sacred to the gods and this our guest receive in solemn court with fitting feast then think of his return that underhand of our deduction his natural land without more toil or care and with delight and that soon given him how far hence to sight soever it can be he may ascend and in the meantime without wrong attend or other want fit means to that ascent what after austere fate shall make the event of his life's thread now spinning and began when his pained mother freed his root of man he must endure in all kinds if some god perhaps abides with us in his abode and other things will think upon than we the gods will stand whoever yet were free of their appearance to us when to them we offered hecatombs of fit esteem and would at feast sit with us even where we ordered our session they would likewise be encounterers of us when in way alone about his fit affairs went any one nor let them cloak themselves in any care to do us comfort we as near them are as are the cyclops or the impious race of earthy giants that would heaven outface ulysses answered let some other doubt employ your thoughts than what your words give out which intimate a kind of doubt that i should shadow in this shape a deity i bear no such least semblance or in wit virtue or person what may well befit one of those mortals 
whom you chiefly know bears up and down the burthen of the woe appropriate to poor man give that to me of whose moans i sit in the most degree and might say more sustaining griefs that all the gods consent to no one twixt their fall and my unpitied shoulders letting down the least aversion be the grace then shown to let me taste your free given food in peace through greatest grief the belly must have ease worse than an envious belly nothing is it will command his strict necessities of men most grieved in body or in mind that are in health and will not give their kind a desperate wound when most with cause i grieve it bids me still eat man and drink and live and this makes all forgot whatever ill i ever bear it ever bids me fill but this ease is but forced and will not last till what the mind likes be as well embraced and therefore let me wish you would partake in your late purpose when the morn shall make her next appearance deign me but the grace unhappy man that i may once embrace my country earth though i be still thrust at ancient ills yet make me but see that and then let life go when withal i see my high-roofed large house lands and family this all approved and each willed every one since he hath said so fairly set him gone feast pass and sacrifice to sleep all vow their eyes at either's house ulysses now was left here with alcinous and his queen the all-loved arete the handmaids then the vessel of the banquet took away when arete set eye on his array knew both his out and underweed which she made with her maids and thus mused by what means he obtained their wearing which she made request to know and wings gave to these speeches guest first let me ask what and from whence you are and then who graced you with the weeds you wear said you not lately you had erred at seas and thence arrived here the artiades to this thus answered tis a pain o queen still to be opening wounds wrought deep and green of which the gods have opened store in me yet your will must be served far hence at sea there lies an isle that bears ogygia's name where atlas's daughter the ingenious dame fair-haired calypso lives a goddess grave and with whom men nor gods society have yet i past man unhappy lived alone by heaven's wrath forced her house companion for jove had with a fervent lightning cleft my ship in twain and far at black sea left me and my soldiers all whose lives i lost i in mine arms the keel took and was tossed nine days together up from wave to wave the tenth grim night the angry deities drave me and my rack on the isle in which doth dwell dreadful calypso who exactly well received and nourished me and promise made to make me deathless nor should age invade my powers with his deserts through all my days all moved not me and therefore on her stays seven years she made me lie and there spent i the long time steeping in the misery of ceaseless tears the garments i did wear from her fair hand the eighth revolved year or by her changed mind or by charge of jove she gave provoked way to my wished remove and in a many-jointed ship with wine dainty and savour bread and weeds divine signed with a harmless and sweet wind my pass then seventeen days at sea i homeward was and by the eighteenth 
the dark hills appeared that your earth thrusts up much my heart was cheered unhappy man for that was but a beam to show i yet had agonies extreme to put in sufferance which the earth-shaker sent crossing my way with tempest violent unmeasured seas uplifting nor would give the billows leave to let my vessel live the least time quiet that even sighed to bear their bitter outrage which at last did tear her sides in pieces set on by the winds i yet through swum the waves that your shore binds till wind and water threw me up to it when coming forth a ruthless billow smit against huge rocks and an axisless shore my mangled body back again i bore and swum till i was fallen upon a flood whose shores methought on good advantage stood for my receipt rock free and fenced from wind and this i put for gathering up my mind then the divine night came and treading earth close by the flood that had from jove her birth within a thicket i reposed when round i ruffled up fallen leaves in heap and found let fall from heaven asleep interminate and here my heart long time excruciate amongst the leaves i rested all that night even till the morning and meridian light the sun declining then delightsome sleep no longer laid my temples in his steep but forth i went and on the shore might see your daughter's maids play like a deity she shined above them and i prayed to her and she in disposition did prefer noblesse and wisdom no more low than might become the goodness of a goddess's height nor would you therefore hope supposed distressed as i was then and old to find the least of any grace from her being younger far with young folks wisdom makes her commerce rare yet she in all abundance did bestow both wine that makes the blood in humans grow and food and bathed me in the flood and gave the weeds to me which now ye see me have this through my griefs i tell you and tis true alcinous answered guest my daughter knew least of what most you give her nor became the course she took to let with every dame your person lackey nor hath with them brought yourself home too which first you had besought o blame her not said he heroical lord nor let me hear against her worth a word she faultless is and wished i would have gone with all her women home but i alone would venture my receipt here having fear and reverend awe of accidents that were of likely issue both your wrath to move and to inflame the common people's love of speaking ill to which they soon give place we men are all a most suspicious race my guest said he i use not to be stirred to wrath too rashly and where are preferred to men's conceits things that may both ways fail the noblest ever should the most prevail would jove our father pallas and the sun that were you still as now and could but run one fate with me you would my daughter wed and be my son-in-law still vowed to lead your rest of life here i a house would give and household goods so freely you would live confined with us but gainst your will shall none contain you here since that were violence done to jove our father for your passage home that you may well know we can overcome so great a voyage thus it shall succeed to-morrow shall our men take all their heed while you securely sleep to see the seas in calmest temper 
and if that will please show you your country and your house ere night though far beyond eubea be that sight and this eubea as our subjects say that have been there and seen is far away farthest from us of all the parts they know and made the trial when they helped to roll the gold-locked radamanth to give him view of earth-born titius whom their speeds did show in that far-off eubea the same day they set from hence and home made good their way with ease again and him they did convey which i report to you to let you see how swift my ships are and how matchlessly my young phaeacians with their oars prevail to beat the sea through and assist to sail this cheered ulysses who in private prayed i would to jove our father what he said he could perform at all parts he should then be glorified for ever and i gain my natural country this discourse they had when fair-armed arete her handmaids bade a bed make in the portico and ply with cloths the covering tapestry the blankets purple well-napped waistcoats too to wear for more warmth what these had to do they torches took and did the bed pervade they moved ulysses for his rest and said come guest your bed is fit now framed to rest motion of sleep was gracious to their guest which now he took profoundly being laid within a loopholed tower where was conveyed the sounding portico the king took rest in a retired part of the house where dressed the queen herself a bed and trundle bed and by her lord reposed her reverend head end of the seventh book